Hello, I'm Taylor and welcome back to the TBN UK Take 5 podcast. I am so excited about this chat because it involves everything that I love. chatted musicals, we've chatted sparkles and of course food as I caught up with Rachel Ann Go, who's an international singer and performer. So we chatted in her break from starring in the West End during this Covid related downtime. We had a chat about the limelight, faith behind the scenes and we actually touched a little on loneliness as well. We also discussed love stories, the best West End characters and travel, so there's plenty for you to enjoy. We also tested out our musical character knowledge, so you might want to check that out because it was full of laughs. But first, of course, I take five with the TBN UK team to discuss our own centre stage mishaps. Let's have a listen. So were any of you guys in the kind of performing arts school play kind of crew? Yes. Of very course. Very much so. 100% Emily. 100%. <laughs> very, very much so. <laughs> uh, well, for me, when I started secondary school, there was a performance of West Side Story that the school put on. I think it was just before I started. And it was amazing, like incredible. I guess they were only 15 or whatever. But I was like, man, these guys are amazing. So... Fast forward seven years and I'm in sixth form thinking, oh, I haven't really done anything with my life yet. Maybe I'll be in the school show. <gasps> so then, <laughs> so I, I, uh, I, I interviewed or whatever you call it, auditioned mm-hmm. for um, songs from the shows, which is like, um, was it called songs from the shows? Whatever. It's like uh, shows from uh, the decades basically. And, uh, because no guys auditioned, I ended up like with all the roles. So I, <laughs> I had to change outfits like constantly. Aww. And I was doing all these things. I did the dance from Thriller. Wow, wow. I At sang, 17. Yeah, I sang. <laughs> thank you. I sang, <laughs> and then, you know, like I thought when, when I had watched West Side Story, I thought, oh, these, these guys are amazing and I really looked up to them and I was like shy when they went past in the corridor Aww. and when I did it I had some little seven-year-old like tell me I shouldn't do musicals <laughs> when I walked past them in the corridor <laughs> that is amazing and my friends they it wasn't they weren't horrible they just didn't say anything oh, no. <laughs> they didn't say a word they didn't like they didn't give me any feedback <laughs> That which is, is like the lowest you just know they hated it so yeah that's my experience of that is amazing musicals. that has really tickled me <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way you said I got to 17 like you were thinking what we were all thinking like I need to get on the stage <laughs> yeah it's my time my, it's my time job. to shine yeah. oh that's amazing yeah. um so Emily, you were like a classic performing arts kid. I was as well, actually. What did what show was your best show at school? Oh my gosh, I did so many. Um, 
and I started yeah well I I did a what was it called musical theater as like an extracurricular club on a Saturday morning and after school um yeah I I had a lot of friends that were in that space so it was kind of like the thing to do in primary school um I I did a monologue for our school play I know. And Your whole was, life is one long monologue. What are you talking thank about? Thank you. That is true. That's the kindest thing. No, I'm kidding. Um, actually, that's probably a really big insult that I've just not really said <laughs> the right you. way from Graham. Yeah, um, right. The worst for me, and it kind of goes down even in like my family's uh, top moments for them because they just enjoyed laughing, is I was in secondary school. I think it was around year nine. And every year they would do a dance showcase. Okay. It was like you got to audition, you and your friends would get together, you'd, uh, you know, choreograph your own dance routine. Then there would be like group performances, solo performances, basically a chance for everyone just to show off. Um, And then they'd have this huge evening where all the parents and friends and teachers would come and watch all of these amazing dances, right? So every year, and it was like typical high school drama, like oh, you didn't pick me to be in your friend group or your dance troupe and all this stuff. So just imagine the height of teenage uh, girl drama. Anyway, I had done it every year, not really wanting to, but just because I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Fun. So um, we did a group dance of an Irish river dance, which was just, again, incredibly hilarious, which is, again, the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. But the main thing was me and some friends did a dance to Lady Gaga, Just Dance. Okay. Amazing. And it was just an absolute traumatic experience with getting it ready. Like, we didn't want to do it, but we had to do it. There was a friend fallout, all of all of the good stuff. Anyway, we get to the evening. Then suddenly the curtains opened and it was too late. So we start and with that attitude, we didn't, you know, we didn't give our all. We were giving it probably a solid 12%. <laughs> and um, let's just say the costumes were not great with what we were wearing. Our, um, our gumption to give it our all was not there. And if you remember, the Lady Gaga song, Just Dance, is a whole four minutes long. <laughs> and I see my whole family, okay, and my aunt, all sitting on a row, all six of them. All of a sudden, they're not clapping. And I kind of squint my eyes and look a little closer. And my mum starts, like, shaking her head from side to side really slowly. And it, my sister has this, like, grimace face, like, oh, like the grimacing emoji. And then my dad puts up his hand. And he starts with a thumbs up. Slowly, it turns from a thumbs up to a thumbs down. (laughs) And as he does this thumbs down, he's shaking his head in slow motion. My jaw dropped in that moment. And then the curtains closed. And I literally was just stood on the stage with my mouth open like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, oh, my gosh, Emily, that was so bad. That was the most cringiest thing we've ever seen in our whole entire life. And they're like laughing. I'm saying to them, like, why, like, how am I meant to do my Irish river dance in a second? And they were like, you better redeem yourself with the Irish river dance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did loads in secondary school and I did the same thing. I was doing performing arts outside of school, but our, um, our school was a performing arts college. So it was like, it was weird. It was probably like the only place where it was actually like, that's what you wanted to be doing. (laughs) Sorry, Graham. Um, (laughs) but like, yeah, it was a big deal, but, um, did Joseph, Joseph and his technical dream coat. Um, I got to play Asher in that one. I learned all Can the names of the pardon. Can you sing us a bit? 
Um, yes. What would you like to hear? Do you know the, the set list? <laughs> um, can you do the bit where it's Elvis walking along the banks of the river? Yeah. No, I don't know the words. <laughs> it's like, well, I was walking along by oh, the banks of the river really when seven fat cows. It's actually like a yeah. Bible quiz. It's like a yeah. Bible knowledge test, isn't it? The Bible How many cows? <laughs> seven fat cows? How many was it? Um, no, the best bit of that one is that if you heard the colours, the list of colours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. It's yeah. crazy. It took literally basically all of us just stopped studying real subjects to learn <laughs> the colours <laughs> of the thing. But it's quite it's really interesting actually because the the guy who played Joseph in that is now actually in Hamilton. Um wow. and has been in Hamilton with the guest that I'm gonna be speaking to on this podcast. It's no quite cool. way. So, well, yeah, I, did, I didn't even think it through, but some of us, well, some of us actually went on to do well at performing arts. <laughs> some of us. Not me. <laughs> some of us. I'm not, I'm still waiting for my call from Hamilton. Well, thank you so much for talking to me, Rachel. So how has your week been? I know it's been a strange year. What have you been up to? Well, my week is kind of different because um, my husband started working uh, last Sunday. So I've been by myself at home. <laughs> it's been so quiet <laughs> at home. You know, um, it's been four months since uh, the lockdown and we've been together 24-7. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean... I'm very grateful for the quality time with a husband because um, since we got married, we didn't really have that time to be together. Right. You know, I was when we were still working, he works during the day and I was working at night. So we basically don't have time to see each other. So, um, you know, for us, we are very grateful for, you know, for the four months that we've been together just really getting to know each other, um, growing as a couple and, and spiritually as well. And yeah, it's been, it's been really great for the both. Yeah. yeah. And everyone is safe. Our families, my family back home in the Philippines, everyone is um, safe. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And my husband's family there uh, uh, at the moment, his parents is in Florida. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, the cases out there is, is going high but um the parents are safe so we're we're grateful for that as well oh i'm so glad and so the family's quite spread out you guys are based in london yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're in london um around southeast and everyone's just all over the world his sister is actually in um denver colorado <laughs> his uh, relatives is in um south africa so yeah oh wow all over the world. <laughs> yeah we just need the travel industry to get back on its feet then. <laughs> no, you see, we've got so many plans, um, you know, like to travel together. But when this pandemic happened, we're like, we just want to see our families, you know, we just want to visit them and, you know, spend as much time as we can with the loved ones. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, London's quite a funny place as well anyway, because it's not, well, I shouldn't say it's not the most friendly. So I live in London too. <laughs> but, you know, I think different places around the world, people are a lot more community oriented. So yeah. as well as being kind of locked in for the year, I think as things start to 
unravel it's even learning to kind of speak to people in your own community again yeah it's really really strange yeah. um it's really strange I feel like London is a definitely a culture shock even if you just move from further up in oh, the UK yeah. um but I guess for you if you've kind of grown up in the Philippines and you've traveled quite a lot mm-hmm. I mean is there anything that's really different in London or anything you really miss well well firstly it's my family you know um and the food, oh my gosh, it's so so much different, like getting, uh, you know, ingredients here in London, not getting the authentic ones. It's just so different when I cook it. Um, but yeah, I guess my family food and the weather as well. Um, I mean, the weather right now in London is, is pretty amazing. It's been hot, you know, so I'm not complaining with that. But um, I mean... Most of the it's gloomy <laughs> and rainy, but it's fine. It's not as bad as, you know, um, when I was living in New York, that was tough for me. It was really cold. I mean, their winter there is not nothing compared to your winter here in London. So, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I've been to New York actually in February and it was literally just like snow, a snow, being in snow globe the yeah. whole Yeah, it's not hot. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, just for my own personal uh, information, yeah. is there a good restaurant where we can get food from the Philippines in London? Well, I visited some restaurants around um, Earl's Court. Mm. Uh, it's in the West Side. Um, there's like there are a lot of Filipinos, a big Filipino community out there, and um, there's like a long strip of Filipino restaurants. So, ah. When you know when you're free, I can take you up there, and then yeah, we can explore some Filipino dishes. <laughs> right, I need an expert. I'm such a foodie, but it's got to be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. Yeah, we can <laughs> set it up. <laughs> so, as you mentioned, you've been in New York, London. You've been, you know, you've been quite a few places. Um, <laughs> and I wondered, I guess, obviously, your background, like being in the show world and in theater, and having characters to kind of embody and having probably very long work days I was wondering like did you ever or do you ever find that you had quite like a small window to be just yourself and kind of explore new places whenever you've moved around was it a struggle to get your own rhythms um yeah definitely when I moved here it wasn't easy like I struggled for probably more than a year (laughs) um Mm. you know, I wasn't ready to like moving from Philippines to London. Like it wasn't in my plan. The the plan, I was just like, you know, working in the Philippines, just enjoying the music scene out there. And then all of a sudden there was this opportunity in London, you know, there was an addition and people were really like pushing me to do it. Like my friends, (laughs) they were like, you have to audition. Um, You know, it's a, it's a big thing. And for me, I was really, um, I wasn't prepared to do it because I wasn't really trained to do theater. Um, I grew up doing just, you know, I love singing, just pop Mm -hmm. music. um, And I had no training with um, acting or uh, theater stuff. And then back in 20, I'll just give you a little background. Back in yeah. um, 2010, probably 2011, um, I had my first, I did my first musical in the Philippines. And it was just, again, not planned. It was just an accident. Like I know the director um, chose me to be part of it. And I was like, 
no, I cannot do this. <laughs> I don't know like how it goes. And he was, he was so um, supportive of me and he really helped me a lot. He believed in what I can do. And so I did that. Um, I did the little mermaid in the Philippines. And then mm. after doing that, I was like, Oh my goodness. Theater is amazing. The people are so nice. And it's just the, the, the acting world is so raw. And I just enjoyed it so much that I fell in love with Peter. And then after that, I was like, hopefully I can get, you know, I was hoping for another opportunity. And so something came up again in the Philippines. And then this audition for a show here in London. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically the production in London went to the Philippines in 2012 for an audition and then that's when I tried it because my friends were pushing me to do it. <laughs> and if I was scared, I was like, okay, I will try. Maybe this is, you know, like part of God's plan for me. Because I remembered um, I was praying for, for a, an, how, how can I say, like an escape, like a way out or a new challenge. Right. I was like, Lord, give me something new. Like, give me a way out. And I felt like for a long time, I've been wanting to do other things, you know. And so I did audition for that in 2012. And then I didn't hear from them after a year. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was like, mm, maybe I'm, I didn't get it, you know. I mean, for that uh, long, I, I felt like I I just didn't have the 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 chance um and then I got an email from them asking me if I'm interested to be part of the production and so that was uh I was here in 2013 for the final audition and then they offered me the job which um I didn't audition for like I was a (laughs) a different part but then they offered me a, a role that I didn't want and I was like oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, should I get this? Um, But then again, that that was the time I was like, should I obey? You know, Mm. something I don't really see myself doing. But then, um, you know, I prayed about it for for weeks and then finally I said yes. So what, what, why was it that you didn't necessarily want that particular part? Um, So basically people, a lot of people, uh told me that it's such a small part um and then they said you know you you you're giving up so much here in the philippines for such a small role and then for me my my motivation at that point was like i just want to be away <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. for me it doesn't matter it's actually not about the role it's me you know changing the scene or trying something different, challenging myself. But because people were really, really like telling me like, oh, if you go away, like people are trying to forget you. And, and it's it's such a, you know, like not a big role. So I think that kind of affected my, my part of my decision as well. So I was like, I don't know, should I do this? And then eventually I you know when I said yes to it I found the answer why God didn't why God gave me that role in the first place right. um I mean moving here was really tough um I was homesick uh you know I didn't have any friends 
So right. it was really tough for me. I really isolated myself for probably a year. <laughs> I don't, oh, wow. I don't know. But, um, you know, I was going to church, but I just didn't really plug myself in to church. Like with, with the community, I didn't have that. Um, so I think with your question, like it, it was really tough for me moving here. Like I didn't really um, expect what it's like to be living out here away from the family. Yeah. Um, especially in the Philippines, it's very family oriented. You know, my family's right. all around me and my mom. So when I moved here, I was like, how should I cook? Like, I don't know how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> Little things like that, like we for granted, right? Um, yeah, for sure. How old were you then? That was six I was 27. Right. Yeah, that six years ago. So... It was uh, 27, but I felt like I was a baby still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I moved here. Literally, I didn't know how to cook. But um, uh, so, yeah, I was really homesick. But um, the good thing about moving here is just, you know, you're away from any distractions back home. Like I was my my work is kind of in the limelight in the Philippines. Mm. Um, so I was really excited to go here and just spend time, you know, with God, you know, um, just have loads of quiet time with God. So, so yeah, that's why I, I moved here, uh, by myself and yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really, it is really brave. And I think London, just from chatting with friends and even our experience of coming here. And I mean, we moved two hours in the car. <laughs> to London but even even that it's it's it is a shock and I think I think when you're in your 20s like yeah making friends is just different I think people are in their own rhythm people yeah. kind of maybe in the jobs in the jobs that they've trained yeah. for or whatever they might be doing and everyone's kind of especially in London everyone's in a rush it's really hard to kind of like <laughs> make those authentic relationships and also get past just the kind of small talk like yeah. hello welcome <laughs> what do you do it's, it's hard so it is really brave yeah brave thing. And, and I think there's also that uh, cultural differences as well um when I moved here I didn't know what you know like British people are like I don't know if I, I've I've been I've been traveling a lot but it's always in this, I always go to the United States or like Canada. It's like different culture out there, right? But here, mm. I, I find it like the people are so quiet and reserved. <laughs> <laughs> when I moved here, I was like, oh, do they like me? Or like I was thinking so much. And then I realized, oh, no, actually, they're just like quiet and reserved and chill, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I even church, even like church. That's like a running joke, isn't it? How some churches are having to remember that we can make make a joyful noise. <laughs> it's funny. Oh man! So, what did your week kind of look like then in those first few months of starting production? What when you were kind of um, like throwing yourself into work and then maybe being you know feeling a little bit homesick? What was your week? Was it busy? Oh. Yeah, it was it was busy because when I moved here, I remember it was in March 2014. Um, after three days, we started uh, rehearsals right away. So wow! Basically, um, I had three days to adjust with the time difference. Um, 
<laughs> I was uh, suffering with like jet lag at that point. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was tough for me. So I just have to be re- ready at that time um, to rehearse. We rehearsed for mm. and then we. Um, the next thing I know, we're doing technical run at the theater right. for for twelve hours, and then we opened. So it's basically nonstop. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was really nonstop. And then I think once we opened, when your body's, you know, getting in the groove and the rhythm, that's when I realized, oh my goodness, I need my family right now. And I found right. myself crying every single night, missing my oh. everyone, you know. And I tried so hard not to check my photos and videos on my phone just so I don't feel more sad or depressed. <laughs> yeah. It was it was like a tough first couple of years probably. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, you know, so I guess a lot of people, you know, we all compare and we we probably shouldn't, but a yeah. lot of people compare and say, oh wow, like you know, I love you know, I'd love to do what you do or what mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't see the kind of emotional and um, even physical kind of challenge on people's lives. And I guess you must have been so exhausted I mean what yeah. what kind of kept you going how did you kind of know or did you know you know I'm in the right place here like this is what I'm supposed to continue doing oh well for the first year out that was my biggest uh, question <laughs> it was so funny I was just telling my friends the other day we were talking about like work um and I said during my first show I was on stage and praying as well I was like Lord is this my calling (laughs) like literally doing something on stage and praying at the same time and doubting like is this really my purpose my calling you know and Mm. um I think I kept asking God because part of me is not really part of me wanted to do something else if you know what I mean um Uh, I was like a little stubborn, <laughs> not little, but I was stubborn of like hearing, okay, my child, this is really your purpose. I want you to do this. But I was like, oh, but Lord, I want to do this thing. You know, I wasn't really listening. Mm-hmm. So I think that first year was, it was like a tag of war between me and God. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it was really challenging. But then God is just like there every single day, every single night, you know, um, yeah, it's just amazing. When I, when I, before I moved to London, there's this verse that kept ringing in my head that, you know, when he said, I will not fail you or abandon you. So Mm. in those moments where I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Like the show is so tiring. Like you do eight shows a week. Um, you know, you, even though the role I played before was so tiny because, since it's my first time to move like abroad. So basically I was adjusting with a lifestyle here, with a culture, adjusting with the, the, you know, the people um, and adjusting with a job, like the theater scene as well. So it was, it was really tough. And for me, like the only thing that kept me going is like, God, okay, my faith, God is with me. God is with me. And so, um, after a year, you know, my contract was only for a year and they wanted me to stay for another year. 
And I was like, Lord, do you still want me to do this? You know? And then my parents, of course, they all wanted me to go back home. (laughs) They miss me. Um, And then for some reason, I felt like, you know, that small, still voice telling you like, just stay, just obey. Cause I'm not yet done with you here. So I was like, I yeah. want to go home. You know? <laughs> I want to see my family. But then, you know, there are things that you have to sacrifice. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay. I'm going to obey. So that was my second year here. It was so funny because the moment I finished my first show, that was uh, the last show was Saturday, right? Then the next rehearsal date was of the next show was Monday. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Lord, this is just such a perfect timing, you know. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a, like a really great show with a good message as well. So, uh, and then I got the job. I was like, oh my! I was like, I cannot believe like God has given me that. And so, yes, yeah, slowly God has showed me why He gave me that my first show in the, you know, in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, I love what you're saying about how you were in a kind of tug of war with God. And just, I think sometimes we forget that it's not necessarily the experience that we're having, but it's that constant relationship. Like we see in the Bible so many times, people have a tough, have to have tough conversations with God or moments of questioning, (laughs) moments of doubt, but that's still tangible, real relationship. And I think when you're in, you know, you said you were on stage and praying. I think actually that's the beauty of, whether you know the answers or not, like that's where, yeah, that's what God looks for. That's the heart, isn't it? It's that's a constant father daughter, father daughter relationship. Yeah. Even if um, you don't understand it, like he's just there, you know, listen. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, that was, that was kind of my, the, the start of my journey when I, when I moved here, I think when there came a point where like God really, um, he knows that I wasn't really, I was really struggling. Like I wanted to see my family. Um, he, I got an offer to do a show, like a short, uh, stint in the Philippines. Um, and when they offered me this, I was just so happy, you know, Uh, they, I was there for three months. So basically they pulled me out of the show here in London to do that show in the Philippines Right. Same producer. So I was like, this is such a dream, you know? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like what a safety bubble, like to have the same producer. It's almost like God just created like a respite for you. Not, I'm sure you weren't resting, but yeah, to go home safely, like with your job secure for three months. That's so nice. It was like same show, same job, just, but just different cast. But still I was with the family for like, probably almost three months that was a recharge and when I moved when I came back here to finish my contract I was a different person (laughs) right totally different person and that helped me a lot so I'm I was so grateful for that yeah yeah you got your like family top up (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, definitely and suntan top up and good food (laughs) definitely gained so much weight when I went home So obviously you've had some incredible jobs. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of people that um, just love the world of theatre. I love the world of theatre. I feel like 
I was born to be a Disney character, but really? nobody's, let me, nobody's let me do it yet. So, you know, there's time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wonder if you got a favorite character that you've ever played. Played. Ooh. Um, I think the longest role that I played, um, Eliza Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, I did this show from when did we even open? Uh, twin December twenty seventeen, I right. believe. And then, um, yeah, I was there for two years. It was just such a hard role to do, <laughs> but so fulfilling at the same time. Like I up to now, I cannot imagine that I lasted for that long. I was telling my husband like two years, like every single night, I'm like, I'm tired. I, I, I always go home and say, I'm so tired. Like, I don't know how to do the next show the next day. Um, but it just, I kept going and going. And, you know, I learned new things every single day. Like the people in our uh, theater, they're just so amazing, like so supportive. I think that's the biggest role I've done. Um, uh, and with, with the message as well of the, of Hamilton, it's really powerful. So having that as a, as a character, as Eliza, having that power to, to create a story, to create a character, um, is something, you know, like every single night, it's, it's great to inspire other people as well with that yeah, story. I'm- yeah. Yeah, and I mean, she's one of the characters that, I guess she's, she is a woman of integrity, isn't she? And mm-hmm. actually, it's, it's one of the characters that you could actually think, oh, yeah, like, I wouldn't mind being her in real life. <laughs> um, and like some of the themes, the themes of kind of the marriage and forgiveness mm-hmm. and different things, I guess they're quite, they're quite relevant if you're, you're a Christian. Yeah. I was wondering, actually, with, yeah. with playing characters, it's a bit of a strange question. I was just like mulling over it. <laughs> um, but like... You know when you see characters like, say for example you play Gigi, yeah, um, and I just think about the real people in her situation and talking about oh, like yeah. Eliza, you know that touches on you know issues of adultery, just different things. Yeah, but um, I was just kind of thinking about there's it's like a real elevated expression of actual real hopes and needs and problems in 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 real life. I just wonder if mm-hmm. like through your characters whether you almost develop that compassion or empathy but in a kind of god way but but for real you know real life yeah oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah definitely I mean with my first job here like you know in Saigon Gigi when I played Gigi it was like really tough like the during rehearsal period like I cried a lot I'm like this girl this woman um went through a lot like you know like and they're still surviving and nowadays there's still stories like that and I'm like it's amazing how we can still survive and then yeah your heart goes for those people and then my second job I got so depressed mm. doing that role when I played Fontaine um in Lamus Rob because it was so so depressing and so dark and I found myself going home still bringing the emotions with me and then yeah, it was it was like it was really right. tough and then I was like, you know what? After when the curtains close, like when the curtains down, after the show you just have to shake it off. Like 
you're not your character anymore, oh, yeah. you know. But um, but I know what you mean. Like it, your heart really goes for these women, and as you know, when I did uh, Eliza for two years, every single night. That's why every single night I'm exhausted mm. because I feel the pain. I feel you know like there's it's an emotional roller coaster basically joy there's pain and there's you know right forgiveness there's revolutions and um but yeah it's it's uh it it's it's been tough it yeah. was tough but then having that faith having god i think made it yeah. easy um if i must say um prayers are really it's you know it's very helpful um i remembered b- before i enter on stage whew, like if i always have to pray <laughs> that's my uh it, i feel like it will always save me you know um did you know every single scene every moment um and yeah that's what we did in hamilton i'm um, mm. every single night we pray as a team and Right. It's, I think for me, more than anything else, the highlight for me is that building that community, that that group. You know, um, we have that spiritual group. So, right. It was wow. such a great experience for me. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, I guess you just have to cover yourself because it is real emotion, and God, you know, God is an emotional God, so He can certainly work through that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you, I don't know if it was the same time, did you do Hamilton with um, Emil? Yeah, you know. Did you? Oh, so we went to school together. Oh, my. Yeah, so it's so funny, like, because he, so we went to a performing arts college, Mm. and um, so we did, like, stage shows, you know, like, school level. Um, But it's like when we did, for example, when we did Joseph and the technical dream coat, he was Joseph. So to go on and then see, oh, my gosh, like, he, he left a performing arts college and he's doing performing arts. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, he's yeah. a great guy. I mean, we always like have this moment on stage because we're always together in like uh, a lot of scenes. So, right. yeah, we always banter. <laughs> oh, lovely. So, yeah, but the Hamilton experience is really, I think that was as well like God's plan for me for us there um when we opened there's this one her name is Rachel John I love her she's my sister she played like one of the sisters um in Hamilton she played Angelica um I remember we were talking about like shall we do like a prayer circle but we just didn't know how to tell people you know because we just want to respect them as well if they you know they have their own beliefs um Mm. But then we were like, you know what, let's just go for it. So I was like, let's call it the circle of love. <laughs> so I remembered calling everyone. I was like, guys, let's do a, like a circle of love before we even, you know, start the show. And then we started praying. And I think that's how it started. Wow. It was, uh, man, that's, that's, for me, that's very special. Yeah, yeah it, it is. Like, I didn't expect you to say that. But then that's another thing. We have to challenge our, like, lack of faith. Like, yeah. why not? Yeah. Why would that not be yeah. happening? It was scary at first because for me, when I started doing, like, Saigon here, I would always remember 
I will pray just by myself or with someone. And I was like, Lord, my dream was really to to have like a big group. I was like, would it, wouldn't it be amazing if everyone is just like holding hands and just praying, covering each other with prayers, you know, before the show. Um, mm-hmm. And then it took me, what, six, four years, you know, um, to, to start that, that group. It was amazing that God really moved um, I think we just have to be bold, you know, and not be scared of what people will think about it. Um, and yeah, you bring God with you wherever yeah. you go. And it sounds yeah. really cliche sometimes like we say it a lot, but it's like, God doesn't think it's cliche. God's like, I'm ready to turn up. Like, what are we doing? You know, or at least he, he can tell us what he's doing and we can join in. Yeah. And so I think sometimes we forget that, forget to tap into that in our, like, everyday life yeah Um, and it's so like it's almost I feel emotional like hearing that because to imagine like for me I would be just going to see a show Hmm. um but to imagine that happening you know behind the curtain Hmm. or something like that is it's huge it's like come on yeah and you will really feel the power the power of God working you know um I would also like to share this there's one guy in the cast who because we tried to take turns with prayers, right? We started, it was just between me and Rachel for probably the first week, first few weeks. And then we started asking people who wants to say something, you know, it doesn't have to be a prayer, whatever you want to say, you you know, you're, you're free to do, to say so. And then there's this guy, he was like, you know, it's not my thing to pray. Like he always say no every time we mm-hmm. ask him to, to do, to say something. And, I remembered after probably six, seven months, he said, um, he was standing beside me and I was like, bro, do you want to just say something, anything? And then he said, you know what? I don't do this, but tonight I will. And then he started praying. He said, dear Jesus. I was like, oh my gosh. Like tonight, I was like jumping, enjoy crying at the same time. I was like, this is amazing. Um, Wow. People acknowledging him god you know i was like lord so good it was yeah <laughs> that's amazing yeah i mean you must definitely be talented to be able to look sad on stage after having that <laughs> <laughs> having that moment yeah yeah <laughs> i guess it would just be really helpful uh based on just what you said about kind of the behind the scenes of some of the shows and also even noticing just on social media and platforms how you overtly just point to your faith and point to God mm-hmm. even when you're you know you're in a position of influence and yeah. you know like you mentioned, it's it's kind of like a limelight position you yeah. you point to the bigger light you know and right. I just wonder um do you have any kind of just quick easy tips for anyone listening mm-hmm. that might just be like you know how do I use what I've got use wherever I am to yeah. just do simple things to point to God yeah um I think you know being being a Christian we we always have the the we're like um God's ambassador you know mm-hmm. um like I believe like we're like his seat or like his secret agents to spread his word his truth out there wherever mm-hmm. you are so I always believe like um whatever you're doing whatever your job is like the question is how am I going to make an impact um, how am I going to 
share his love? How how can I spread his love to these people? And for me, um, what I've learned these past few years with like working with like in different countries, with different people, cultures, I think it's like building relationships with people. Um, that's the number one goal is to build deep relationship, deep friendships, um, just show people love. You know, especially nowadays, like the world is going through a lot of things and people are suffering, you know, people are in pain. Um, And I like when I'm on social media, sometimes I see, you know, a lot of hatred or, you know what I mean? Like, just like not, we want, the world needs um, good words, you know, and I think just being the light out there, um, reaching out to people um, praying as well for discernment and knowing like who to reach out to is really right. important. Um, like these past few months we're like, it's been great because we have so much time since I'm, you know, haven't been working. I have so much time to, to reach out to people, um, even old friends that I haven't <laughs> spoken to for years. And, um, we also did alpha, you know, so with friends, so stuff like that, I think, yeah, just just keep reaching out to people, spread the gospel, spread the good news, um, uh, and yeah, just being the light. Yeah, yeah, it's good advice. It's just using what you've got around you, isn't it, and yeah. taking advantage of the time. You know, we don't know how long we're going to be here, and I think just like you said about you know, it's easy to complain about this year. I, I'm sure, especially for you, it's it's just almost like the opposite of <laughs> what you're used to doing, but yeah. actually. You know, if you see someone come to faith through Alpha, suddenly oh my. the whole perspective just changes on yeah. on what we, you know, you know, just what we expect our lives to look like. But taking those opportunities is huge. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been an amazing, you know, like four months for me. Like the experience I've had, like that Alpha thing is uh, that's it, it's big for me, especially seeing my. I've got four friends who got saved, <laughs> and oh my I was like. Lord, this is just oh amazing. Um, you know, when I heard that my our theater is not opening this year, it's it's devastating to hear, you know, especially a lot of people are really um holding on to that, you know, it's yeah. their job and you know, they have families and stuff. Um but then I was like, you know, there's a purpose why this is happening and let us use this time to really do our calling, our purpose. And, and for me, I, you know, like I've been asking God, Lord, what's your direction? And the direction is really just pointing people to God, you know? I mean, you're, well, I guess, yeah, career, do you call it a career if you're talking about a child? I don't know. But your career started really early because you've been singing for a long time. Just based on what you've been saying, I just wanted to know, have you been a Christian for, like, since you were a kid? Well, not, well, in the Philippines, it's more of like a, a Catholic community. Mm. And so growing up, um, you know, I I was praying, um you know, this idols, it's it's such a thing in the Philippines. We have these saints, idols and yeah. stuff. So I, I know Jesus, like mom, I, I used to pray um, Saint Joseph, Mary and all. Um, 
the whole class up yeah like growing up like that was uh we were introduced to to that um and we will only go to church like during special occasion like birthdays or um christmas you know um but not like regularly but i i remember when i was a kid how i pray like like good night papa jesus like i always say papa jesus um but and then i think 20 2005 when someone invited me to christian church um this what this guy he was like uh you know there's this church it's really great and i'm like I'm not, I was a little bit sarcastic back then. I was like, I was totally different person. I was like, I'm not going to go to, you know, your church. I have my own. And then, you know, they were persistent and consistent. I I was like, okay, fine. One day I gave up and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to your church, but only, you know, just once. And so I went, um, it's it's a victory church in the Philippines, and then the message just hit me. You know that story, girl. <laughs> when the message just hit you, and I just sobbed the whole time. Wow. And then, you know, you know when you, I just felt something different. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. after that, you know, they invited me to um like a Bible study. And I was like, no, I'm not going to go. Because, you know, I was like so shy. I wasn't ready for that. I said, I have no idea what's in the Bible. So I have nothing to share. And so uh, then again, I went, which was so bizarre because, I w- you know, since I was a kid, uh, I was a, like, I, um, I kept dreaming about things. And so uh, when I got saved because after going to church I he he asked this guy asked me if I if I'm already saved and I was like you know um well when I was in grade three I had a communion at school (laughs) for me that was was the definition of being saved right but Mm -hmm. then he was like no but have you ever um confessed with your own mouth that Jesus is your savior Lord is your savior and I'm like do I really need to do that? And <laughs> it was so funny. My brother and I were, were there listening to this guy. And um, he actually prayed for us. Um, oh, yeah, I remembered he prayed for us that night because I kept dreaming of these bad dreams. Because I started right. going to church, right? And this these dreams hunt like started hunting me like there were spirits who wants to take my soul so I was like this is really creepy like why am I dreaming these stuff so eventually he prayed for us and then I prayed that prayer of salvation and then went to the bible study and then one in my dream there was this woman and she was in the bible study it was (laughs) the craziest thing that ever happened to me um so I was like god is real like God is, you know, like showing himself in my dreams, like yeah. in people. Um, so I think at that point I was like, God is legit, you know, God is alive. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. That's so cool. We have quite a similar kind of experience, even though it probably looked completely different. Like I yeah. went to church just to please my grandma, kind of like oh. the Pentecostal thing. But again, it was like, I just got hooked on the word. Yes. And it was like, why am I obsessed with this thing? <laughs> and then I had like this experience of, it was, I think it was because of a horror movie, but I had like yeah. night terrors. Oh, so horrible God. dreams. Wow. Um, I don't know how, I guess you'd call it like a kind of um, like an spiritual dis- yeah. discernment kind of thing as yeah. well. I was seeing things, I couldn't wow. sleep. And then oh. someone in my grandma's church, um, one of the older guys um, who led, he's just kind of one of those pillars in the church, everyone knows him, mm-hmm. like prayed for me. Oh. And I still didn't know where I kind of stood. And then that night I saw this bright light by my bed. I don't know if I was asleep, I don't know if I was awake. Um, and then just slept, like I hadn't slept peacefully for a long time so it's funny and that was I was the same I was like okay yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, this this stuff is is it's, is a real deal <laughs> a real deal yeah, yeah I think that was a that point but of course you know it wasn't like an easy journey for me um right. I it was like kept going back and forth uh it wasn't like um yeah a smooth journey for me uh but I think the my breakthrough was in New York. That right. was, that was like the one. <laughs> um, in tw- that was in 2017, like early 2017 when I when I um, moved there. But yeah, I was you know I was baptized when, uh, in 2010. Um, right. So, but yeah, it's just like struggle, so much struggles in the Philippines and um, right, yeah, and you know, um, so yeah three years ago was like the highlight of my spiritual um experience how do you call that right. um god really gave me people like i was really surrounded with like good people who mm-hmm. helped me grow spiritually and then there i met my husband as well so everything just fell into place so yeah yeah and so meeting your husband because you move a lot. <laughs> um, how how did that work? Like, what? So you dated in New York. Yeah. So basically, I was like, before I even moved to New York, I actually gave up the idea of dating people. <laughs> I was like, right. you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of like meeting people or like even like looking around. I don't know. I was just like, maybe. Um, my, my calling is to be, you know, single for the rest of my life. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but, um, I remembered on, on my flight to New York, I was writing on my journal and I was praying. I was like, Lord, for some weird reason, I felt like at that time I wanted to pray for my future husband, but I was so scared. I never... In my life, I've never prayed for a husband. I will always pray for someone I'm, you know, currently dating or currently getting to know. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, at that point, I was so surprised with myself. I was like, why am I praying for a husband? Like, am I even ready? I don't know. But I felt like something in me, like, wanted to pray for my husband so I was like Lord I don't know if I'm even ready for this but I'm you know and then I started praying for a husband and I was so specific with what I've written what I've wrote down in my in my journal um 
And so that was January 2017. And then um, on my, my first Sunday in New York, a friend of mine from the Philippines told me to visit this church in New York mm-hmm. um, because uh, he, he introduced me to, to his friend out there. So this girl is actually uh, the worship leader in, in our church in New York. And so, and then it's so funny. I, I worked with her when she was still in the Philippines. So we basically knew each other. So, so it was like that first Sunday was amazing because I was like, Oh, I have friends here in New York, you know? And then that's when I first saw the husband. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was standing in one corner and I just looked at him and I was like, that's the guy I'm going to (laughs) marry. Oh, it was, and, and, You'd written down. You'd written down some of your prayer in this in a journal. Yes, everything. Wow. You know what's so funny? That journal. I took a photo of it one day and I sent it to my husband. I said, "Look at the description. Like it was so specific that it would, it, like, if you read it, it's literally my husband's feature, his char- characteristic." It was so weird. Like, oh, yeah. Um, that's so nice. I love a love story. I feel like in my mind, this should be. Yeah, this should be a theater show. <laughs> so yeah, that's when I first saw him, and then, um, uh, we've got a common friend. They introduce us to each other. You know what's weird as well? This friend told me before I even went to church that Sunday she told me like I need to introduce you to this guy um and I was like I am not interested in dating anyone I am here in New York City for I don't know eight months to just work and focus you know and she was Mm -hmm. like well who says you're gonna date him like I'm just gonna introduce you (laughs) and so what's so funny so I met this guy right I just saw him briefly and then the next week I brought my friend with me and then she she pulled me on one side and she was like Shin the guy that I want to introduce to you is here and I was like please don't please don't introduce me to anyone and she was like Martin this is Shin uh, Rachel Rachel this is Martin and so I was like this is the guy I saw last week I said I'm gonna marry <laughs> you're like oh actually maybe maybe I could meet someone (laughs) maybe I have time now (laughs) but um so that's how it started um and yeah (laughs) yeah so you kind of just so the relationship got to a point then where you well obviously you got married so then I guess did you move well after or did you date long distance um that was January right um we got engaged September of that same year. Okay, cool. So you'd already kind of made that de- decision. That decision even before, because before I left New York, I was, when he was um, like pursuing me, um, I, t- I even told him, I said, well, how is this going to work? Are you sure about pursuing me? Like, you know, I'm, I'm moving back to London or maybe in the Philippines, like who knows? are you willing to, you know, are you willing to move as well? Right. And like, he was like game for, he said that, you know, what God wants for us. And he's also such a, you know, like his faith is so deep and that's my priority. You know, when I first saw him, I was like, this guy is like, you know, 
you know, has good points already. Being insured, yeah. you know, leading as well. So, so yeah, September we got engaged. And then after we got engaged, that was like a long distance relationship for us for uh, probably half a year. And right. then we got married April after the wedding, he moved here in London. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Sorry. I just love a love story. I mean, we probably need to talk about... I don't know, like theater or something, but I just love a love story. So sorry yeah. to anyone who's listening that is not interested in a love story, but that was just for me. <laughs> and I have to ask, like, this is definitely me just being, unfortunately, is it unfortunate? Uh, I'm a very, you know, stereotypical gender role of a girl, <laughs> which is, you know, it, it's controversial. But I just have to ask, like, one bit of your, I guess, your career and your job, which I have noticed is you get to put on some amazing outfits. <laughs> it's like, I remember trying on my wedding dress for the first time. and Actually, no, not even my wedding dress, any wedding dress, and thinking, I think being a wedding dress model is my calling. <laughs> you know, Like, this is a dream. But for you, I mean, there's been some sparkles. Is there, do you have like a favorite outfit that you've ever put on? Or is that just too superficial? <laughs> um, You mean like with the roles I did or or even just in your singing career because I think it's even more sparkly in that right (laughs) well uh I think you know my brother is a fashion designer in the Philippines oh perfect so I think um we always talk about he knows my style um and I love his creation like he is so so talented, creative. Um, you know, he started designing when he was so young, <laughs> um, and then like every show I have, like every like uh, concerts, he would like create stuff for me, create like beautiful gowns for me, and wow. then let's say like opening of a musical or opening of Hamilton here in London, like he would send me like a dress you know just for the opening Um, wow and and it fits perfectly (laughs) it's so weird let's say we haven't seen each other for months he doesn't even know my new um measurement you know but it still fits perfectly but uh I think his his latest creation that he did for my concert back in February when I was in the Philippines I did a show there and he just made this beautiful um royal blue uh it's like a jumpsuit with a um add-on skirt oh cool beautiful gold crystals and it was just so beautiful and I didn't want to take it like because I had three changes during the show I was like can I just wear this for the whole show (laughs) (laughs) this one's fine (laughs) yeah but I think that was that's my latest favorite um of his design but yeah, you know, I'm not being biased. I think he's really, <laughs> my brother is so, so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he qualifies for events like that, then he must be pretty yeah. good. Oh, yeah. And he also did my wedding gown. So that's. Oh, really? Yeah, that's probably. Okay, that's my, my favorite, most favorite dress. Yeah, you, probably, you probably have to say that too. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't miss out the wedding yeah. dress. Yeah. <laughs> oh that's so lovely and so lovely to kind of I don't know like it's something special about family 
and also even just church like almost mm-hmm. lifting each other lifting up each other's gifts I know it's it's something simple but actually there's something really beautiful about the fact that he can you know take you know create something for you and then you kind of showcase that and then it's just yeah. it's just really nice yeah it's family you know but um yeah that's really lovely yeah. with each guest I've asked them a little question mm-hmm. um that I'm going to ask you and I've been thinking about this so much yeah um if you were going to a desert island and you could only take five West End characters oh my gosh who would you take and why oh my goodness here's the thing I don't know much characters <laughs> so basically you're taking Eliza Gigi all the people I've played um no seriously okay maybe like show characters then just okay let's see I'll try my best to characters I can bring yeah and you're on a desert island so you need to think resourceful (laughs) I mean um I think I want to bring someone from Hamilton just one person well I'd make sure they're useful (laughs) they're useful (laughs) I'm I'm bringing I'm bringing a guy okay I will bring Burr okay yeah if we need you know like heavy stuff to be carried around that's we can use the muscle (laughs) the strength but he is also like smart when it comes to like thinking, very intelligent. So he can be our brain mm-hmm. in that. Uh, okay, that's number one. Okay, <laughs> I need some entertainment. Probably I would bring, I would bring Tina. And why is that? Okay, so basically we met um, the real Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> we met her after Hamilton. <laughs> she oh wow backstage and we were like she is the best like you know I I grew up listening to her songs so I wouldn't mind her like singing a tune or two for us that's such a good idea I forgot about all the musicals that are now like yes based on like real people well they're all actually loads are based on real people (laughs) Um, but you know what I mean that's really clever Tina Tina but but she's I mean her her character in real life she's just amazing like she took her time to it was late you know we finished our show around 10 40 she was backstage um giving us like good words encouraging words you know, wow. so like not taking the time. Yeah, she's not just someone who has that talent and you know that story, um, inspiring story, but also that heart to really inspire other people. I mean, growing up, she was like one of the you know singers I've looked up to. So yeah, I'd love her to be there. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's a really <laughs> good answer. That's two down. <laughs> um. I think these are the shows that I've like. I know. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm trying to think through. See, I feel like I had mine really quickly. I had a good really? few, but now oh, I feel um, like if I tell, if I tell you mine, is that cheating? I don't know. <laughs> you probably uh, yeah. You'll tell me after. Tell me after. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Who else? Oh, I love. Here's the thing. I don't know her character's name. <laughs> <laughs> I just know okay never mind I just know the person but 
<laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I don't know the character's name. Uh, what are they in? Um, it's actually on Broadway. Yep, that's fine. But okay, fine. She also played Fontaine here in in Les Mis, but she played um something I forgot on Broadway. But anyway, um, she played Fontaine here. Uh, here um in the Western production, she's actually the original. Um, one, but I actually right. play Fontaine because that's kind of depressing. Oh yeah, I don't think you want. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Next. Oh. Um. You know what's so funny? The things that I can think of are like the singers I've looked up to, like Whitney, <laughs> like the. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Right, you spent you've spent too long in shows. We need to go and watch watch some. You know what? I, exactly. I was like, I think I was doing. I'm, I've been doing musical for how many years, and I didn't have time to watch a musical. So yeah, <laughs> basically, the musicals I've seen here in the West End are, um, yeah, The Bodyguard <laughs> once, <laughs> once that was amazing. Um, I mean, I haven't even seen Wicked here in London. Oh man! That, Actually, I haven't seen Wicked in London. I've seen it in on Broadway, so not here. Yeah. Um. Ooh. I mean, Dreamgirls. Ooh. Oh, that's quite good. Dreamgirls. Who would survive the longest <laughs> on a desert island? I the feel one. like. Wait. There's definitely a musical about like a like a shipwreck. What is it? Um. What is that? You know what's funny? Well, something from War Horse. Yes. Now, now you're talking. I don't. I don't know the names of the character. I am so bad. But I just know like people from that musical. I'm gonna take one from War Horse. I'm gonna take one from, you know, Come From Away. Yes. Now you're thinking. This is good. Okay. That's such a sad story, and I feel like, you know, people with like experience, like. You know, people who've been through a lot. I need that mm. the wisdom. So I'm gonna take one from that musical. <laughs> so how many? Yeah, I just don't know the names. So you've got Burr for brains and brawn. That's a lot of bees. You've got Tina for a little bit of entertainment, maybe a friend. Um, you've got somebody from Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, somebody helpful. But yes, and. Um, somebody from Come From Away. Yeah. You can have one more. Okay, one more. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen a lot of musicals. <laughs> it's I'm so... having a great time just listening to you <laughs> try to answer this. Um. Yeah, I'm actually sweating right now. <laughs> just thinking of... <laughs> Um, I'm gonna bring our priest in in Les Miserables. Ah, clever! Who actually um gave hope to uh, John Valjean? Yes, and also that is that's really that is actually a really good answer because actually you might find yourself feeling a little bit hopeless. Yes, on the island. Yes. So there you go. That's my five top choices. <laughs> got there you got there and don't worry we're not actually sending you anywhere so you can stop you don't have to worry it's okay <laughs> oh my gosh uh, so I feel like we have we've been thinking on very different, <laughs> different. I want to hear yours okay so you said you were in the little mermaid right 
Yes. Oh my. So I'm taking, I'm taking any of them. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Because I need some food. So I've got Ariel. Yeah. I don't know how she'd feel about serving up fish. Maybe she could find the ones that are like old fish. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe there's like a mean, you can, you can eat, you can eat eels. I don't know if it's the same as Disney, but the eels were bad. So maybe she could get me like. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a great choice. Mm, if. <laughs> okay. Maybe I've not thought this through. Okay. So in my mind. Yeah. There are no, there's a little bit of a reality shift because in my head, if I take someone from the Lion King, I can communicate with animals. Oh my gosh. You know what? That's actually a good answer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I didn't think that way. <laughs> but you, you've got Tina. <laughs> I know it's so funny. Okay, that's what that's where I was going. I don't know. Definitely. I mean, I would bring Tarzan with me. Oh my goodness, Tarzan! Yeah, because he can climb the trees. He yeah, right. He can communicate with animals. So, oh my goodness, that is the that. <laughs> The top answer, Tarzan would be the one. He's the one, actually. He can do everything yeah. for you. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll let you swap that in <laughs> for whoever came from War Horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you. You've definitely made my day more chirpy. <laughs> um, and it's been lovely speaking to you and definitely an encouragement just in oh. faith and your attitude as well to what has been quite a tough year and especially for people like you who are in the arts. Like it's... It's been a very strange time. So really appreciate your positivity on the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for thinking of me. <laughs> you know, it's funny, like during my first like few years here, um, you know, when I'm like sad, I'll just, I'll turn on my TV. Just DBN will keep playing their shows or like music. Um, like this guy, I remember like this pastor was just talking about the Bible and I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep watching TVN from now on. So every time I turn on my TV, it's on TVN. So funny. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. We hope you've loved the TBN UK Take 5 podcast and we hope to see you back listening to the next episode. In the meantime, don't forget you can download the TBN UK app to watch all of our content, see us on the go, you can watch us live and we'd love to see you there. Until next time.